Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? How about you, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Auburn Live Show, recruiting edition. Some people know it as the Shriveled Pod, and I will allow it. My name is Jeffrey Lee, recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. And if you're not a member of that site, you should be. It's certainly cheaper than a tank of gas. Absolutely. Might be uh, cheaper than a half a tank of gas, the way things are going right now. But but I digress. Hey, we've got a great promotion going at Auburn Live on 3. Free week right now. Give us a try. If you don't like us, you can throw the deuces up at us. But you won't, I promise you. Because we have everything you need to know about Auburn sports, Auburn recruiting, Justin's got basketball. You know, I think they won a game or two in the past week. Might even won a title. Hey, baby. Won I think title. so. Won a title going to the SEC uh, tournament in Tampa. We've got uh, recruiting scoop, visitors coming, new offers going out. And that brings us to our first guest, which is Cole Pinkston, our recruiting analyst. Cole, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty doing good, pretty man. Good. You sound fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I got me a microphone. Yeah. Thought I would, uh, you know, we do this more than uh, we used to, so make it professional, right? Cole got, Cole got a new microphone, but Look. Daddy got the new background. Hey. Yeah, you like that, don't you, buddy? It's nice. Yeah, it's big time, man. It's big time. And, uh, of course, we've got our special guest, as always, message board legend, Jay Head. 
also known as A Head. Just don't call him A Hole. What's up, J Head? <laughs> Man, I love that introduction every time, J. <laughs> nah, just living the dream, baby. Enjoying it. Hoping for a dub on Friday. Another shot at Arkansas, and just ready to talk some some recruiting today. I am behind in the basketball, so it will be Arkansas. Well, no. we don't know. It's it's all contingent on what happens on Friday. Yeah, I'm just projecting. Yeah, AM's first game. Uh, yeah. He, I think Jay Head was just saying it looks like it's going to be Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you got it, Cole. You well, that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for us to uh, to take care of AM tomorrow. Yeah, a nice matchup yeah. with Arkansas on Saturday because they're between their fan base and their head coach. Man, I just, I just want that matchup. Okay, so catch me up now. Auburn won the SEC title. We know this. I, I know that. Yes. I just came back from Montana, folks. We'll get to that in a minute. But Auburn's, <laughs> Auburn's first round game is already set. I thought the opponent was unknown. So it's set now. I did it is set now. Did knock off Florida today? Yes. Holy shit. Florida got beat? In, in overtime. And at one point, Florida was down almost 15 points in the second half. Came back, made it an overtime game. Texas A&M beat them. Ooh, so A&M against Florida Friday night? Yes, sir. Yeah. So Auburn versus A&M on Friday. is Friday at 11, I think. Okay, Friday morning. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Friday morning at 11, we get Buzz Peterson and the boys from College Station, and <laughs> then we'll play the uh, the winner of Arkansas's matchup. Is that a quarterfinal game against A&M? Yes, quarterfinal, yeah, semifinal, and then finals. Okay, so Auburn, Auburn wins three. It's over. It's over. Auburn, Auburn needs to win three. Okay, good stuff. Um, Jay Head, you had the brick background, so I went with the big – the brick back. Hey, I like it, man. Don't you, man? But I kind of like to be sitting. It's a beautiful day, right? So, and if you're listening, guys, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. You're probably going to be hearing it Friday morning. But as always, keep that in mind uh, when listening. We are recording this. Ooh, I got the. You may just end up at Jordan Hair. I got the Jordan Hair shadow. I'm in the shadows of the stadium. Oh goodness. Uh, anyway, folks, like I said earlier, I've been gone for a week. We went to Montana, took some uh, took the boys up there to do some skiing. Had a fantastic time. Went to Bozeman, home of Christian Clemente uh, from Auburn Rivals. Awesome dude. He set me up with the Bridger Bowl. And if you're going skiing, you want to do it on a good uh, in the economy. Head to Bridger Bowls. Skip over uh, Big Sky. Skip over Vale. Skip over Breckenridge. Skip over all those uh, hooty tooty. Uh, Bullcrap Mountains and head to Bridger Bowl in Bozeman. Good stuff. We had a great time. I tell you what, though, man, I've flown all my life. My dad was a mechanic for Delta, so we flew free for, you know, we, uh, so flying was something that a lower middle class family could do if your dad worked for Delta. Uh, so it was never that big of a deal. But this is the first time I ever sat in the back, dude. I mean, I sat back there with like the flight crew. I, I mean, Brooks was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in last class brother <laughs> jessica and her boys they were in middle class me and bruce were in we were in last class dude hey look as long as you get there right that's yeah, all we did matters. man we, hey, we, that's we, right it was fun it was fun um so a lot going on since i've been gone i love this and the dead period is now over ended march the first but we've seen a lot of new offers we've seen some guys setting up visits with auburn as far as recruiting goes um we've seen i think in the last week what i did miss was the kid from georgia tech the edge from georgia tech jordan dominic uh has skipped over any auburn visit or anything like that i did talk to him right when i came back he is committed to arkansas one visit and he's done 
um, which yeah. was a pretty big blow. I mean, there's going to be other guys, but that was definitely a guy Auburn wanted. Certainly. And I think Cole can probably go into greater detail on this, but the thing with this kid is, is that he wanted to get on the field right away. He wanted to be an impact player right away. Arkansas had a definite need on the edge. Auburn's returning Derek Hall, who had nine sacks last season. They're returning Andrew Leota, who had seven sacks this past season. So you're returning a lot of production. Now, we need a third and a fourth guy. There's no question because we rotate that many players out on the edge. But he knew that he was going to be sitting behind somebody else more than likely and wanted that opportunity to start right away and get those major impact minutes. And I just don't think that necessarily – I mean, I, I know that we recruited him very hard. I know that Rock Bellatoni was on that one. It's just one of those situations where playing time was a major factor for a young man who's only got two years left to play. Yeah. I will say this. I was surprised. I thought he was one of those kids who wanted to get back closer to home. I think he's from Central Florida area. I thought Gus and those guys were going to be a factor. I, from the first time I spoke to him, I guess this is where all this was coming. I thought, this sounds like a guy who wants to be get back closer to home. I don't know if Auburn's any closer. But I was, I was surprised that he committed to Arkansas immediately after visiting. Uh, but, man, I tell you, Arkansas, Sam Pittman, those guys, Purdue something right, man. Yeah. No question about that. Definitely. Um, so, so we've meant, we talked about this guy before the show started, but so where does Auburn turn the transfer, transfer portal at edge? Well, we've seen in the last 48 hours, maybe in the last 24 hours, DJ Coleman from Jacksonville State, who is a – all-American, FWAA, All-American. He is yeah. – I, mean, I watched some of his highlights off, on, on Twitter under his account, man. Duke could probably help Auburn. Yeah, he's he's the real deal, I think. Cole, what do you know about him? What do you know about Auburn's interest? Has there been an offer? Do you think there's comment? one's coming? I don't think there's an official offer yet. I think one is probably coming. Um, he's – you know, he's he's kind of a hybrid type guy. I think he can play a little bit of edge, a little bit of maybe the strong side in like Kobe Wooden plays. Cause just because he's big, I think he's, what, 6'5", 250 or something like that. Oh, shit. Is that right, Jay? I think 255, 260 even. I mean, he, he's got some good weight to him, that's for sure. Yeah, he's got, the, he's got that, you know, that NFL edge frame already. So, that's just the, – he's the kind of guy that it seems like Auburn's been recruiting lately at the edge spot. Listed at 6'6", 245. Yeah, there you go. That's a big old boy. Yeah, yeah he's he got is. he's got the size. He's got that NFL, you know, relatability there. I've seen he so, mentioned on – I saw he mentioned with some uh, – as a guy who could potentially come out. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so. He, he could have come out. He, he, he was good enough to have that option that he was being talked about as a potential yeah, guy. Yeah, evaluated, absolutely. Right. Reminds me a little bit of the um, – what was the receiver's name from South Alabama last year? Jalen oh Tolbert. Tolbert, there you yeah. go. Who just ran one of the fastest 40 times at the combine, I believe. He decided to stay with South Alabama. You know, he was toying with the idea of the portal. Well, this guy is another guy that's a draft, NFL draft kind of guy. And uh, he decided to hit the portal. So, I, I would not be surprised in the least if Auburn – jumped right on that and they've had some success from Jacksonville State before. I think you mentioned that on the boards, Jay Head. Um yes, sir. Casey Dunn. Casey Dunn, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So DJ Coleman definitely a guy to keep an eye on. He's from South Atlanta High School. So it's it's not like he's trying to get back home, closer to home. Um and if and if he was, 
uh, Auburn's right, right, right down the road. I think Jacksonville State's off I-20, whereas Auburn's off of 85 coming up. What does he have? I guess, is it two years left to play? Is that right? So his his yeah. his junior year, so he's got two years, yeah. was his junior year, but he's got the 2020 year. So, Absolutely. yeah, he's got two years of eligibility left. Man, he's got some really good stats. I don't know if uh, – Started all thirteen. I will say this: the one thing. Okay, so if you watched the Florida State Jacksonville State games past year, early in the season, Jacksonville State upset Florida State. He was the cat who planted the Jacksonville State flag. Oh, man, <laughs> I was like, really? that's the guy I want on my defense, man. Did not I realize that. Did his cutups? He shows some twitch. He shows some definite twitch. But I, I'm with you, Cole. You also see the ability to set the edge, um, and play the run extremely well. So I think yeah. he could probably yeah. slot in at that. Um, that rush edge position similar to what Leota does for us at times. I yeah. think he's almost a perfect complement there. Anytime you can do both of those things, your stock goes up, whether you're talking about NFL draft or just, you know, recruiting, you're going to get more interest just for that every single time. I agree. Cause it's one less person you got to take off the field contingent yeah, on the exactly. offensive personnel that's in. And that is the name of the game right now is being able to play fast and limit the number of substitutions I mean, unless you're obviously tired or windy, you know, but it's keeping those safe people on the field. Which, you know, I just dropped the edge and D-line, you know, roster outlook for the spring. And you got some more – well, you don't have anybody else coming at edge. You got one more guy coming on the defensive line after spring. But really, the depth is not, you know, where you'd expect it to be, where Auburn's been the last few years. The depth's not great. You got good players there. That's not a concern. You got good players in Hall and Leota and inside with Wooden and and uh, you know Marcus Harris, guys like that. But man, behind them, it's it's inexperience all the way. So they got to have somebody to come in there, and I think they'll get an in- interior defensive lineman from the portal too. I still I think. completely agree. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Mike Lockhart, right? It yeah, sure Mike does. Lockhart. UAB transfer? No, not UAB. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Who UAB is also after him. I was thinking Tony Fair. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Lockhart, we, he came in for a visit March the 1st. He didn't waste any time. Uh, Auburn has offered him. Probably can get him, right? I mean. Yeah, I, I think so. I think if they if they uh, push for him, they probably have the best shot of his offer list. And, you know, right. he has no time visiting. So, there you go. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely interested. I would I, I would be shocked if he went anywhere other than Auburn. If in fact Auburn does want him, which I think we all agree they do right now, Jay Head, what you got? I think that's right. From from everybody I've talked to at this point, I think there's definite interest on both sides. I do think that Auburn is kind of evaluating some other targets there, and specifically one on their own team who may come and rejoin the team in Marquise Robinson. I think right. that's still a possibility there, as far as that's concerned. Uh, they may want to bring more than one interior defensive line prospect because of what Cole just mentioned. That depth is not fantastic. I mean, I think. When you go from end to nose tackle uh, to that defensive hybrid tackle slash end hybrid spot, you've probably got six guys there that can really play. And then beyond that, it's just a, a lot of unknown, you know? So having somebody that has some level of experience, whether it's power five or whether it's FCS like Jacksonville state, I think would be critical. Absolutely. And you, I was looking at the both rosters, uh, both positions on the roster, you know, yesterday and the day before when I was writing those and thinking, man, if they just had one more guy, just one more at each spot, they don't need five or six guys. They need one more. 
I, well, I think that on, on the edge, they may need to. It may definitely need to because you really yeah, only got yeah. three guys right now. Right. Um, and there, there's where Cam Riley could be the guy that helps with that. But, you exactly. know, we'll, we'll see when spring practice starts. And I but, think he's a natural edge. He played it. I mean, he played edge in high school. That's what he did. And then it played, right. moving to playing inside in the box was a little bit different for him because he played more as like a, uh, a strong side linebacker slash defensive end, rush defensive end in high school. That's kind of what he did. So if he could put on the weight to be able to hold up against the run at that position, I, I yep. think it would be ideal for his skill set. Right. That's right. Staying, staying in the transfer portal, we saw Auburn offer a wide receiver, Corey Rucker from Arkansas State, and this cat can ball, right? I mean, yep. this yep. is a day one starter if he comes to Auburn. I know Ole Miss, he's from Mississippi, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin um, are, are on him as well. But if he wants a chance to play, I think Ole Miss, I saw somebody said that they had already gotten two wide receiver transfers. Cole, might might have been you. Yeah, man, they – not besides that, they've gotten like 14 or 15 guys in the portal. they got to be really yeah, right. low on spots, right? I mean, I don't know how many they got, but – Kiffin's calling himself the transfer portal king, so we'll see. You know <laughs> yeah. But he's a guy yeah. Auburn really, really needs. Auburn really, really wants. There's no doubt about that. Auburn wants this kid. Auburn, and – Yes, I really feel like he is a day one starter the moment he steps on campus. He is, I think he's another. Um, is he another FWAA All American? I no. think he was. I was think he? he was some kind of All American. He he set all kind of school records at Arkansas State. Single season. Yeah. I think he had four hundred receiving yards in one game. Set a set a single season season record. I mean, a single game record for receiving yards. Um, guy can really he could help Auburn immediately. Absolutely. His freshman year was 330 yards and four TDs in one game. I mean, it was insane. And I think it was only on like eight catches or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. Dude was playing what Auburn, out there. Yeah, what yeah. Auburn has needed is an explosion in the passing game. Now, we've got some quarterbacks that can throw the deep ball, but you need some guys that have that twitch, that have that athleticism to help them get down the field. So this kid can do it. He can play on the outside of the Z. I think he can play in the slot. So he's got some versatility there where you can put him in multiple positions. But, yeah, he is the definition of a late bloomer. I think his junior year, which is what caused, you know what I mean, kind of the lack of interest in the beginning, I think he only had like 300 yards receiving or something of that nature in high school. His senior year, I think he ran close to 1,000 yards. But Mississippi is one of those states that's under-recruited. And it was also a COVID year in addition to everything else. So he developed during a time period where there weren't coaches in the stands who could go see these kids. They were all – depending on huddle or a high school coach to get them some cut-ups or whatever else. Yeah. You know, it was just a really bad time for high school football recruiting, to be completely honest. And this is a kid that fell through the cracks. I mean, he's a he's a P5 guy. There's no question. Yeah, I take nothing away from Shedrick Jackson. I think he's good in his own right. But just watching this guy, I think he's just a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. You know, as far as route running and, and speed and all that goes. So – if you were looking for, you know, a piece to help the uh, receiver group really take that next step, I think he's the guy. I thought what? both. I thought both him and Coleman are SEC players playing in it for an FCS team. Yeah, just from what little I've seen from seen from them. Well, and you think about the wide receiver room. If you can add him to play on the outside of the Z, you got JJ back in the slot now, and you got Shed on the outside. Definitely. Well, now you have some guys that have proven production, you know, mm -hmm. in, 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 at the college level. I've heard a lot of really good things about Jay Fair. 
I know that they're still high on Malcolm Johnson Jr. So yeah. maybe your room doesn't, you know what I mean? People are a little bit more at ease with what's in that room if you're able to add a player of his capability. <clears throat> yeah, I think, again, too, with, like it was with, with uh, the defensive line position, you got a couple guys there that have done something, and then behind that, nothing whatsoever. Right. And it's not their fault. I mean, they, they may come out there, and they may be really good. You never know. But we don't know. That's the problem. It's always more comforting when you have guys that have at least been out there and made, you know, made a few plays coming back. But man, it's just it's completely inexperienced, and and that's a you know that's a scary thing. It is well, it, especially for a coaching staff that needs a win and, and needs to win now. Yeah, they, exactly. they 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 don't need to win two years down the road. They need to win right now. So having somebody that you've seen what they can do on tape, that you can kind of trust to a degree that understands probably the kind of route tree um, that that we're planning to execute concepts, everything that's involved uh, with playing in a pro style offense. It's just advantageous to have somebody that has that experience. And like I said, I'm not knocking guys like Tavares Dawson, like you said, I mean, I think he showed a lot of twitch in that bowl game and somebody Mm -hmm. that can be explosive, but that's a one game sample size. It's just not enough to draw on to feel comfortable moving into next year. Yeah. We will see soon. Auburn starts spring practice March the 14th. Yep. March the 14th, which we started 13th. 13th. One of those days. Ha! I think it's the fourth. <laughs> Man, come on. It, it was today because A.J. Terrell's brother, Avion, yes, is a four-star cornerback from Westlake in Atlanta, will be at Auburn. We know that. And then – so this is kind of the last – this is kind of the calm before the storm this week, right? Yep. I mean, Auburn's on spring break. Coaches are gone. Most of them are on vacation, but obviously they're still working. We've seen offers going out this week. Um, they're still communicating with recruits, just not any visits, at least that we're aware of. I know next week the sites are set for spring break. I mean, spring practice to start. And then Saturday, March the 19th, a huge day uh, for recruiting. Auburn's putting a lot of eggs in that basket that recruiting weekend. Not every, all of them, but a lot on that March 19th. Cole, you've, you've been keeping up with the running list. I know you added another guy to that list in the past two days, two big-time defensive linemen. Who you yep. got? Who's your latest additions? You got Edge, defensive lineman from Highland Home, Alabama, Keldrick Falk. Yes, sir. Four-star guy, you know, in-state guy, somebody that was constantly, you know, making appearances at Auburn games last year. And the year before that, I think, um, yeah, he's he's one that that sort of went quiet for a little while because that's just his personality, I think. And he went to Clemson, made a big visit there, and they made a move. And Auburn's been there the whole time. Um, I don't know how hard Alabama's pushing for him, and and schools like Alabama, Georgia, who were on his offer list, but you know, don't know exactly where they're pushing for him. Um, I think it's an Auburn Clemson battle. Getting him on campus, especially on that day with other guys there, I think that's a big deal. Nick Eason. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, yeah. 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 Yeah, and he was recruiting him at Auburn before. And, uh, you know, on that note, I wondered about the Colby Wooden news where, where he was getting ready to hit the portal. You know, he was between Auburn and Clemson in the first place, and it was really close, like really close. And Auburn won out, and you almost wonder, you know, I've got this free opportunity where I can go and play one more year somewhere. The coach that I really liked at Auburn is now at the school that I used to really like. So when you factor that into 
them actually keeping Colby Wooden on the team, I think that is something that was a big, big win in recruiting to me. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so yeah, all these guys that Auburn was recruiting on the defensive line. Uh, yeah. Nick Eason was recruiting all those guys and Clemson didn't really need any help anyway. So there it is. It's going to be difficult. So Keldrick fault. Uh, oh, and the guy you, you today th- being Thursday, you wrote about today. Yes. Caden McDonald. Caden McDonald, four-star guy from Suwanee. Suwanee, North. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Suwanee. outside of Atlanta. Yeah, North Gwinnett, I think, is the school. <laughs> um, I want to say – Was that C.J. Uzama? Chandler Wooten, maybe? He's Well, C.J. Uzama's from Gwinnett County, which okay. is one of the most okay. talent-rich places in all of America. For sure. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I want to say Chandler Wooten came from there. No, he was from North Cobb. North Cobb, he was yes. from North Cobb. He was Tyler Queen's old uh, teammate. Well, I mean, you've got Caden McDonald. You've got uh, Keldrick. The, uh, Keldrick Fault, but I was talking about in, in just in, in Atlanta. Um, Avion Terrell from yeah, South Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, exactly. and, and even well, even the DJ Coleman does. from Jacksonville State's from South Atlanta. We talked about earlier. Well, and then obviously the foursome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Langston Hughes, the Fab yes. Four. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cole, do you do you have a? Uh, I know in one of your articles you had a rundown of the guys that you've confirmed for the March nineteenth. Yeah, list. I, don't, I could pull that up because I know there's some really good names, uh, really big time names on there. I know the first one you had was Tony Mitchell, which I was shocked. Tony Mitchell being is he not the number one player in Alabama? I think he's the number James one. James Smith, team. maybe. James yeah. Smith, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, Either way, Tony Mitchell. Three consensus. Is is uh, if he's not a five star, he might be. I don't know. High four star. I, th- I think there's. I think you've got four five stars right now in the state of Alabama alone. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, Tony Mitchell. Um, we said Langston Langston Hughes. Four from Langston Hughes, which are Bo Hughley, Jelani Thurman, uh, Terrence Tyrion. Love, DV. And Joshua Horton. Yep. D lineman. And you got three star linebacker Marcellus Pulliam, who got an offer not too long ago. He's from Georgia. Um, Vison Lang, who's an in state offensive lineman from Pike, Pike Road. Road. Yep. Curious to Brayden. see where, where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested too. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden Joyner. You've got four star offensive lineman Raquez McElderry. McElderry. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to do this. Hold on, watch this. Right. I've been, let's, I've been, let's, let's, let's not do this again. I've been practicing all week. Watch this. Raquez. <laughs> McEldery. McEldery. Hey, hey, that, that sounds good. It's not McEldery. I, was I putting, still haven't asked. Him. I, 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 <laughs> I was putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not McEldery, although I wish it was. That sounds really cool. <laughs> Uh, it is, uh, I believe, and, and I tried to call him, but I had, I didn't have any luck. But I'm going with McEldery. McEldery, yeah. McEldery, sounds, probably. Is there well, not McEldery? No. <laughs> as long, yeah. As long as Will Friend and somebody from that staff are calling that kid, that's all that matters. I'm going with yeah. Matt, man. 
Hey, uh, they know how to pronounce it. It don't matter. Yeah, we... yeah, I hope they do. <laughs> you get you get him on campus. You get Bo Hughley on Hughley. I remember. Hey, you, you, you got yeah. it right. You got it yeah. right. I've been practicing, dude. Had a lot of time on my hands back there in last class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get those two guys on campus. You get Vice Lang on campus. You get some of these other. I talked. We talked about Ann Jeffrard a little or earlier. We talked about him last week a little bit, but he's the interior guy um, from Georgia, somewhere over there. Eagles Blue Light Sovereign. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Is it Eagles Landing? Is that where it's from? It might be. I, I don't know how hard Auburn's pushing for him right now, but no, no, him, no. Zechariah Owens, he might be. Owens. Yeah. Owens is from Eagles Landing. Ze- Zechariah Owens. And they're big buddies. They're big buddies with uh with uh Braden Joiner. Yep. So um they're Auburn's gonna have a lot of guys on campus, a lot of guys in the months of month of March. And then into April, we talked. Uh, we talked to about um, Jaden Osbury, Austin Osbury's younger brother, linebacker. Yeah, I mean this dude, yeah. huge target, stud, fifty three overall in the country, uh, number three linebacker. You got Christian Robinson all over him. He's coming April the second. I mean, you got big schools: or- Oregon, Notre Dame, uh, Miami, LSU, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. He's got a lot of and all over. I mean, he, he and he's going to go visit, but. Uh, Christian Robinson's huge for Auburn here. Austin Osbury, his older brother, being here will be big. And, of course, Trevon's, you know, some supplemental recruiting there as well. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see who all comes to Auburn, what they say when they leave. And I'm – Auburn's got one commitment right now. Somebody was asking on the corner today, our message board, you know, when, when's their commitment news coming? Auburn's got one commitment right now. If I'm putting the over under at three and a half uh, by the end of uh, April – a days April the 9th, they'll kind of pretty much be wrapping up visits after a day. Most of them will already have visited if they were going to visit. If I'm putting it at three and a half, what are y'all doing? Y'all taking over under? I think by the end of March, you've got three committed. Okay. Yeah, I'll take think- I'll take the over, and that's not counting Braden Joyner. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you three, think you you think three new ones or four? Yeah, we're say, saying three new ones. Yeah, I'll take yeah, I'll take the over on that. I, I'll take three new ones by the end of March slash end of spring. Okay, I, I, I agree with Cole on that. I I, I hear you. I'll go with that. And, I think and we've just, got some silence out there that are just waiting to uh to go public. Man. Now, just, are we going to uh, count Mike Lockhart? Are you counting transfers? Yes. Yeah, so that's oh, what just to yeah. just to cover myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah. Talking about portal guys. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, I drove through Lafayette today. Lafayette, Lafette. I mean, it's it's, it's okay. well, Lafayette. That, that that's the way you say it. Chambers it County. Yes. Chambers County. No, when I first moved to Roanoke back in right after I graduated Auburn, my first job was with the Randolph Leader in Roanoke, and it's not Roanoke. I learned it's Roanoke. Roanoke. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go down to Lafayette, and they were like, what the hell? <laughs> you going down to Louisiana? I said, no, yeah. man, it's right down the road. And they go, man, that's Lafette. Okay. Uh, yeah, not Lafayette. It's Lafayette. So, uh, but anyways, what made me think of uh, defensive lineman uh, Tay Woody? Like, whatever yes, happened sir. to him? Junior college. Junior. Did he, he, he didn't sign with anybody. He he, no. he 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 had a presentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He he, he signed Basically, with Florida State. Yeah. So I, I I reached out to somebody over at Florida State that, that I'm friends with, and they more or less said no. He is not signed. An LOI with us at this time. Um, there's the possibility that he could enroll with them should grades 
Right. Or his academics pan out the way that they're supposed to, but he has not signed with anybody at this point. And this person seemed to think that junior college was a major factor and probably would where he would be where he landed. He's a good kid, man. I hope he does well. I hope, I hope yeah. he, he's good player. Awesome. Good player, too. Look, Auburn has benefited greatly from the Mississippi Junior College uh, League. I mean, there's, if yeah. that's what ends up transpiring for that young man, there's no reason he can't go down there for two years, fall out, and go D1. Yeah, definitely. Okay, folks, it's time for our five for two. I like it. Well, last week we did offensive tackles, our offensive linemen. Which we're going to name five guys at each position Then we think Auburn will get two of. This week we're doing defensive line, interior, right? No edge. Yes. Yeah, in, no interior. edge. Interior, even strong. I'll, I'll allow strong side ends. Uh, anything but an edge. Got it. And Jay Head and I were talking, Cole, before the show. This is going to be, this is a fluctuating position right here. You've got a new position coach. We talked about Nick Eason having gone to Clemson. So it's, this one was tough. Yeah. For me. Um, but we'll throw it out there. Hell, it's it's March. I don't think anybody's going to hold it or our feet to the fire. I say that, but you know that's going to happen come December. Jeffrey Lee, you said back in March that we were going to get these three guys. <laughs> You're terrible. I want my $10 back. <laughs> okay, so. That's the voice I picture as well. Yes. I, I, I can only imagine <laughs> I can only imagine uh, it's when you're like, reading those DMs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, when, when in reality, it's probably like, definitely, you little, uh, you <laughs> said back in March, it was gone. <laughs> I don't mean anything by that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, five guys in March. Keep in mind it's March. But right now, this is basically, hey, guys, listen. Right now, these are five guys that we think Auburn is in a very good spot for. And we think if signing day were next week, Auburn, we get two of them, right? Yep. yep. We can, we, um, we're shooting for 40% here. So, with that said, keep in mind that Jimmy Brumbaugh is new. We got new offers going out. The board's very fluid. Yes. The, 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 great, the detail of fluid. And a lot of these guys, we don't really – it's hard for me to judge the interest because some of these guys, like – Cade McDonald has he ever been here before? Has J J Jarrett Kid from North Carolina been here? Not, I don't think so. But they're they're high and they want to come visit. So it's it's, it's difficult to say um, this group. Next week we're going to do linebackers. Yes, which yep. is another new position coach group. But Schmetting's defensive coordinator was doing linebackers. We'll have a better idea. I already do. Anyways, Jay Head, you had a good list to start us off uh, before the show, running it by me. I want to hear it again. Let's let the listeners guys five guys to get to. Gotcha. Okay. And so before I get started on this, I want everybody to understand that Peter Woods and James Smith are not on my list. I understand that they are five star defensive tackles in the state of Alabama, but right now I do not feel as if signing day were tomorrow that those guys would be in this class. Now there's a long way to signing day. A lot can transpire between now and then. Interest can change. Okay, and a good season. Look, I think Jimmy Brumbaugh is a very good defensive line coach, and he can get these kids on campus. But we're going to need to be able to show progress and stability for kids like that to really be genuinely interested in signing with Auburn. So here's the list if signing day were tomorrow. Three-star defensive tackle Joshua Horton out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I think Lace he's one of those Hughes. kind of guys. Yep. 
out of Langston Hughes. I think he's one of those kids, and Cole did a great job on breaking down his board on kind of the positions that we have in the interior defensive line. And he fits that hybrid position of a guy that could play three tech. He's a guy that could play five. He's a guy that could play in the four eye. You know what I mean? You could move him around a little bit, and he has that versatility to his game. And I think he's the kind of guy that you want to get in early if you can, because there are a lot of different teams that are kind of waiting to see how he progress, how he progresses throughout this his senior year. Um, I think uh, Tennessee sniffing around, South Carolina, FSU. So there's some serious interest for him beyond Auburn. Uh, the next guy on the board is four-star defensive end Hunter Osborne from Hewitt Trustful. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to be an Auburn Alabama battle. I don't know how hard Alabama is pushing at the time, but I do know that Auburn likes him a considerable amount. And I think he plays well at that five tech position. Uh, the next guy on our list is four star nose tackle Jamal Jarrett out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, that's that guy. Uh, yeah, he's a two way lineman. Some people yeah. project him on the offense, some people project him as a defensive lineman. I think as of right now, we like him best as a nose tackle. Uh, and he just won the MVP, the defensive line MVP at the Under Armour camp here in Atlanta that Cole uh, provided some great coverage on. So somebody to watch. The next one is four-star defensive end TJ Searcy out of Thomaston, Georgia. Got some serious twitch. I think he plays more on the edge in high school right now, but to me, he projects best to the five-tech at defensive end. And I think that's you seeing Brumball recruiting him, it makes me believe that that's where they project him as well. Right, sure. I don't think they'd be spending a lot of time. I don't think Brumball would spend a lot of time recruiting a true edge player. Yeah. And then last but not least, four-star nose tackle Caden McDonald out of Swanee, Georgia. Uh, really like this kid's game. Early read back when I reached out to somebody that's in the Atlanta area that kind of understands the recruiting layout. It sounds like Auburn, Florida, Tennessee will be the three teams to watch. They didn't think that Georgia was pushing really hard just yet. He's got a Georgia offer, but he felt like those were the three teams to watch. Interesting. Yep. Good and list. somebody, as Cole mentioned, could be there on the 19th. North mm -hmm. Gwinnett, guys. North Gwinnett. North Gwinnett. North Gwinnett. Yeah, that's a good list there, J-Head. Mine's pretty, pretty similar, I will admit. My, my order might be a little different, though. We're still doing the order, right? Or yeah, still doing the order, most likely. All right. Jeffrey, you ready for me to roll mine out there? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay with Joshua Horton first just because he's part of the Langston Hughes Four, and I think – I'll say this. Um, I didn't recognize – I had only seen Joshua Horton in pictures – before I saw him at the Atlanta or Alpharetta, Georgia camp, Under Armour camp. Um, didn't recognize him in person. Did not know he was going to be that big. He was long, you know, he had the long arms, the length, all that. I was like, man. And he was coming off the ball pretty good. I was like, hmm. He's that, just seeing him in person to me took him up a notch as far as my, you know, idea of him as a player. Uh, just from watching his film. So, yeah, Joshua Horton, I think, is a good player. I think I think he's number one on my list. Uh, number two is going to be Hunter Osborne, which was yours as well. Um, awesome during during all the drills they did there. Struggled in the one-on-ones. Of course, he was matched up on the inside with Raquez McElderry. So, tough deal there. But he's my number two guy. Um, number three – 
I'm sorry we, we pronounced that dude's name. Six, I had uh, Jamal Jarrett, number three. All right, I'm going to go Caden McDonald in that three spot. Okay. I think Auburn could be somewhat of a dark horse there. Um, the Auburn offer came. You know, I, didn't, I don't think it was um, late. I think they had been in co- communication with him for a long time. Um, Brumball comes in, you know, starts that back, you know, for the position coach side of things. And then they offer him, and I think it was one he really wanted. So, uh, I'm going to go with him in the third spot. Fourth spot, give me TJ Searcy. Okay. Um, and he does talk to Coach Rock Bellantoni as well, who's the edge coach. So, he's kind of a hybrid. They're not sure where he's going to fit yet, I don't think, just to see how he grows into his body. What is he uh, listed right. as? 6'6", 235. I mean, is he, like, listed as a defensive lineman? He uh, is. I think okay. he is, yeah. Yeah, he's listed as a D-line. He's just got those – he's got those broad shoulders and that tall frame where he could fill out to, you know, the 265 to 280 range probably. I, so, and I – that's what I see with his body, Cole. I mean, I see Kobe Wooden. When I watch that kid yeah, play yeah. – that's exactly what I see is the kind of kid that when he gets in a college strength and conditioning program, he's going to put on 35 pounds. I mean, it's just, yeah. he yeah. can hold it. I think that's what they're, they're banking on. Um, so yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go for my wild card. I had Jamal Jarrett as a possible person. I just, to me, that don't, that one doesn't feel, I just don't feel like Auburn's going to get him just, just okay. personally. I could be very wrong. Uh, now he's got the he's got the um, you know relationship with Anishi Sledge, who just signed with Auburn. They're they're buddies. He actually called him his brother. You know somebody that he's really close with. So that's going to help Auburn a lot. I just don't. I don't know. I don't see it yet. Maybe after a visit or two, it could help. And he is going to visit, so that should help. Uh, but my my last guy, I'm going to go James Smith. I am. Hey. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one of the guy, the big guys in there and say that Auburn is making some progress on him and Quay Russo on Montgomery. Um, I, you know he's my fifth guy. He's he's the one I'm least confident about for that reason. But I do think they're making some progress with him. And let, let me just name one more wild card if I can. Sure. Um, I just I'm not confident enough to put him in there yet, but he is visiting, and I want to see what happens. He's from New Jersey. Sadir Mitchell is his name. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was just really shocked that he was going to visit this early. And, and I think there could be something maybe in the works there. And uh, I just wanted to mention his name. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. He would. His, his on three NL valuation just went up, though. Yeah. He just there you uh, go. probably went about $500, right? <laughs> yeah. Is he the one that uh, Notre Dame is in on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so that's that was my hesitation with him. I had the same thought that you did, Cole. Um, it piqued my interest that he's coming down here. But Notre Dame recruits the state of New Jersey extremely well, and yeah. so I just I have a a lot of hesitation when they're involved with a kid from New Jersey. Yeah, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you there. New Jersey kind of um, one of those surprise states has some good prospects. A lot of good prospects. Yep. Okay. Y'all have about talked me into Searcy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I like that he's from Georgia. I like that it's um, Thomaston, Georgia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good good people from Thomaston, including Hugh Nall, believe it or not. Yeah. Hey. 
what's the, is the school ups and lee is that the school it is yeah you got it, it is um i will say if i think we're all in agreement here if, if Auburn wants josh horton yeah he's yeah. he'll be committed by the end of the month i think so but now we're looking at a four to give me one Whew. it's tough man it's tough but i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh I'm, i've got some different names i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna start with Josh Horton. I've got Hunter Osborne on there too, and and just because he's an in-state kid, he's had the relationship with Brumball before, which is pretty relevant, right? I mean, he knew Brumball at talk to me, Jay Head, right? Very mm-hmm. right. Re- he was recruiting him at Oregon. In fact, right. I think he was his primary point of contact on that staff. I don't even think he was speaking with uh, with their actual defensive line coach. I think he was more or less speaking directly with with Coach Brumball. So. I think that relationship is going to carry a lot of weight, specifically if Auburn continues to press there. So I like both of those guys right now. Uh, right now. Yeah. The, the rest, in my opinion, are bonus. And I'll, I, I like, I like, I talked to the Jarrett kid from North Carolina. Uh, I think I wrote a story about him reaching out to Auburn, like, hey, man, Nietzsche's there. I want to be my, you know, I want to at least see what, he, what he's talking about. Right. I mean, that's pretty big. Uh, that's a lot more interest in, uh, in, in Auburn than we've seen from a lot of guys. Uh, so I'm gonna, I, I would have Jarrett on my list. Uh, probably three. That'll be fine. Um, I don't know much about Katie McDonald. I don't know much about TJ Searcy other than they're from Georgia. And, right, both of them from Georgia. Yeah. So I would put them on my list too. But since I've only, I, I want to get another kid from Georgia on there, uh, Justin Benton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Auburn was in a very good spot with him when Nick Eason was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got some ground to make up now, but I at least want to throw his name out there, Justin Benton. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Cole. I'm not ready to complete. I, I, and listen, if, if signing day is next week, no way in hell, Justin Smith, uh, James Smith is signing with Auburn. I doubt Kelby Collins is signing with Auburn. I damn sure know Tamari and Parker's not signing with Auburn. Yeah, just, yeah I, I significant lineman. <laughs> so, but 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 signing day is not tomorrow. It's not next week. Yeah. It's, it's in December, and like there's a lot that can happen, man. There a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. But for now, um, I think those what seven or eight guys that we named, I think Auburn gets at least two of them yep. if signing day were to uh, next week. We also think that Mike Lockhart's. Uh, the Georgia Tech transfer defense lineman is coming to Auburn if they want him. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he would be a 2022 kid unless they yep. have counting forward either way. But we're talking about high school 23s right now. I think most, if not all of these guys are coming. I, I like the uh, the Mitchell, Sadir Mitchell. Wasn't that your yes, bonus Sadir. guy? Yeah. Um, I love seeing those out-of-town guys come to Auburn because without that, yeah. man, you, you got Miles McVay, who's already been here once, who's planning on coming back, I think. Did you have him on the March 19th list, Cole? Yeah, I didn't actually finish that list. Um, well, 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 I want that's a good starting point, man. That's, that's a good starting point. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll start and go from there. But um, this, was, this is probably the most fluid position group, will we all agree, right now, just because of Brumball, the new – well, oh no 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 no! Second wide there. receiver. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, the, it's the most on. It's the most fluid on defense. Probably the most fluid on offense is going to be wide receiver, and overall, it's probably wide receiver just because Ike Hilliard's coming in from what two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a lot, a lot of changes we're seeing. Uh, we saw Auburn offer number one North Carolina kid Noah Rogers. We saw Auburn offer today 
uh, uh, Bryson Rogers from uh, a four-star wide receiver from Florida. So we've seen two new wide receiver offer go, go out. Um, and Ike Hilliard obviously had hands in them because uh, Bryson was the one who said, Hey, I talked to coach Ike and he offered yeah. me, this was Thursday. So we're um, seeing a lot of fluctuation on that wide receiver board. We're going to see some new names and um, where it goes probably will depend on the offense. Right. I'd agree. I mean, uh, th that's one of those positions where you kind of hold off, man. You're like, hey, man, I mean, what if we blow up? What if we have an outstanding passing game? Yeah, yeah. That's and, true. well, and wide receiver is one of those. You can get – look, really the guys that are most identifiable at this stage are the offense and defensive linemen. Right. Wide receiver, there are a ton of wide receivers and a ton of defensive back prospects out there that can really play at the power five level. You know what I mean? The, it, kids just like you see this transfer portal kid right now from Arkansas State. I mean, there are skilled players scattered across the country. And so it's not really a position you want to fill up with. While kids are still developing, you can get them in camp and see them in person. You can see them in other, camp, in, in other camps. You can see them in, in early. I mean, I think there were two kids this past year. What is it? Um, Caleb, Webb, Caleb Webb out of Atlanta oh, yeah. really blew up. Um, yep. that nobody knew about. And then the kid that we signed from South Florida that really had zero production um, and then blossomed his senior year. I mean, it's Camden a position. Brown. Camden yeah. Brown. Love it's him. It's really a position where you can see guys kind of take off and develop in their senior year. So I think this staff bringing in a new offensive – a new wide receiver coach is going to kind of slow play to a degree. I think they've got an idea with it. You know, a nice prospect out of the state of Louisiana for wide receiver. Maybe get him in the class early and then kind of evaluate that position over the summer and pursue those targets that they really start to identify and hone in on. Let me let me add this, Jay Head, on Caleb Webb from last year. Auburn was so close to offering him. It, it was real similar to the um, the Justin Williams running back. Yeah, situation. Now they did offer him, but it was just you know it was a little too late. It, okay, people ask me all the time, do you see a change right now in in the way that Auburn is recruiting, in the way that the staff goes about things, um, or is Harson doing anything different? To me, if if this were now and Caleb Webb, a guy like him, jumped up like he did and has a big productive season, I think he gets the offer now. I agree. Without really having to think too hard about it, I think they go, yeah, you know what? He's good enough. Um, we're, we're still going to, you know, we're still going to make sure everything checks out and everything's good. But let's go ahead and offer him and get to work on him just in case. That, to me, is what the difference is right now from what I can tell. Um, the vetting is still happening, you know, the making sure that this is this guy's the right fit, all that stuff. Still going on, but I think they're going to go ahead and start recruiting somebody before they, they have to dig so deep on somebody. Does that make sense? Sure. I agree. Well, That's, and I think I think a lot of the, the staff realized, not a lot of the staff, I think certain people in the staff that were controlling who received offers and who didn't realize that you penalize yourself greatly by not extending offers to get at least in the door with some of these young men. Yes, I mean, exactly. Nothing, nothing not, bad can come from it, right? No. no. Auburn's not in the position like Clemson or an Alabama where they can just absolutely wait to the last second and then roll out an offer and expect a kid to be overjoyed that we offer. 
Right. I think if it's a quality prospect that we're very much interested in and we just want to evaluate it to get a closer eye, I think they've realized that extending the offer helps open that door and create that, that dialogue that you need to find out more. Is he a culture fit? Because yeah. a lot of kids, if you don't offer, you're just not in the game. That's right. You know, I was going to say this back when we were naming our five for, uh, our five for two, but there's always going to be an Anichi Sledge who nobody yep. had heard of a year ago today. Nobody was always recruiting this kid, right? Jack Pyburn. Jack Pyburn. Guys like that. So, a lot, a lot of things can happen, um, especially along the line. I will but, say this, though, Jeffrey, with – with um, I'm not going to – I don't want to jinx anything, but with, with – it seems like COVID – all the protocols that were there for COVID with the, with the visits and all that are, are sort of starting to dial back some. So the in-person, you're starting to see people in person a little bit more. You're starting to, you know, evaluate better than you could have before. So maybe some of those diamonds in the rough will get seen earlier. I, it just seems like maybe that there's more communication going on and in person too. So I don't know. We'll see. agree more, Cole. No, and listen, I think this also serves twofold in that when there was a that COVID issue and kids couldn't see schools, you had kids just dying to make a commitment to lock in yeah. a spot because they didn't want to miss out on the opportunity yeah, that's true. of a scholarship. I think with kids being able to and staffs being able to see more prospects play, there's a slow play there to a degree as well because they don't want to fill up their board and then have to cut kids at the last second to make room for somebody else. So I think it's twofold there where you're going to see a, a lot more kids are going to be able to visit. Coaches are going to be able to see kids develop more. You're not going to see this push, 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 push for a commitment. And you're going to see a board be able to kind of develop a little bit more than what you've seen these past two years. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, a, it's changing again. <laughs> Which is a good thing. I, and I think coaches definitely appreciate being able to evaluate kids Oh, yeah. um, without having to necessarily push for a commitment for a kid they're not sure that they really want. Yes, absolutely. Today is Thursday, March the 10th. Next next week will be the last show before the big recruiting day. So to all our listeners out there, we're going to start a new segment next week. We're going to have a, uh, a Q&A uh, on, on the corner, Auburn Live on Three's message board at the corner. We're going to post a, a thread. And if you've got a question for any of us, um, we'll post it under there. We're going to pick pick a handful of them and, and discuss and answer them on the show next week. Also, we're going to come up with our five for two uh, linebackers next week, guys, linebackers, calling all linebackers, five guys that Auburn can side to if, if signing day were tomorrow next week. Yep. Also, with the, with the 19th coming up, we'll, we'll have a very good rundown of who got, what guys we're expecting to visit next weekend. And let's um, – Let's think about – we talked about the over-under commitments. Come up with a list of guys that you think – commitment watch. Okay. Commitment watch. So, we'll have we'll, – we'll do the linebacker, five for two linebacker. We'll look at the we'll look at the, uh, the visitor list rundown, and then let's look at some guys on commitment watch. Maybe three or four guys. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds I like good. that. Yeah, I, I think I can definitely come up with three or four, especially once we kind of see that list evolve a little bit more and we have yeah. a, a clear idea of who's going to visit or who has visited at this point. I'll say no no minimum, no maximum. Just give me who you think will be on commit watch through a day game. Like it. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, guys, great show, man. Uh, we're going to come back and do this again next week, like we said. If you're not a member of the site, you should be. Obviously, now we're going to have a lot more interaction on the corner, our message board, Auburn Live on three, one week for free. If you don't like us, toss us, but you won't, I promise. And if uh, we're, we're going to keep rolling out the new offers, we're going to keep rolling out who's coming to visit. So uh, a lot going on right now especially with the uh, the quiet period underway. Guys, let's, let's do it for next uh, – that's going to do it for this week. Let's meet back and do it again next week. Y'all got your assignments, your homework. Don't be late. Oof. I was never good at homework. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, but for Cole Pinkston, for Jay Head, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Stay out of the left lane, please, for the love of God. <laughs> How about you? Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.